Welcome to the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Dean Rule. Dean, we've only got a couple days left in the year. It's Thursday, December 29th. OSU had their bowl game last night. Was it last night or was it two nights ago? I, two I nights get, ago. It's Thursday now. I get so confused because the game ended like, you know, close to 1 a.m. Um, all right. So obviously they lost that bowl game. We'll get into that a little bit. Now that the season's over, uh, Gundy's 18th season is in the books. Uh, went seven and six, his 17th winning season, although they lost five of six to end it. So not kind of a, not a pretty ending, but um how do you sort of, how will you remember this season? You know, I remember it a lot. And I think when we look back on this, it's going to almost be like 2012 in a way. I think you, when you have a, the season like you had in 2011 and the season like you had in 2021, I think there's going to be a lot of, I'm sorry, Patrick, my dog. Dog in the background? Yeah. M- mark off your bingo card, dog in the background at the whatever minute mark. Okay. Jesus, Pete. I think he's good. Do you want me to just take it from the top? Can we edit that? Hello. Welcome to the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Dean Rule. Dean, it's Thursday, December 29th. We are past the OSU Bowl game. Season is officially closed. Um you know, seven and six season, Gundy had another winning season, his 17th in 18 seasons. They did lose five of six, and the season kind of went off went off the rails, uh, you know, the, the back half of the season. Uh, but let's talk about the season as a whole. What, how will you remember this year? You know, Patrick, I think this is one that you can look at almost as 2012. And if we go back to 2011 in the magical season that OSU had there, we look at 2021 magical season they had there and I think there's going to be I think a lot of the fan frustration comes from that momentum that you had in those two seasons the next building block was not put on them you know in in 2012 you had an eight and five season this year you have a seven and six season all that momentum that you built up especially last year when you beat OU you beat Texas you beat Notre Dame all in the span of four months you have a 12 win season New Year's six bowl everything is going right and it just feels like that momentum's been been squashed. And, and I think that's was an issue that OSU had a decade ago, and now they're in the same boat. And I think that's something that they would have liked to have done differently um, to be able to, to keep that momentum. Because I think even they would admit that they lost that momentum way back in 2011 and that tw- in the following 2012 season. And I think that that was that that should have been a, a, a point of emphasis going into this year. Of, Hey, we just had this season. We just had this this level of success. Let's put the next building block on. And it feels like that didn't happen this year. And I think that's how people are going to remember it. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, there was a time when this team was ranked seventh in the country. Um, now that was pre, you know, Spencer Sanders injuries. But I know a lot of people have. Some people say, you know, well, you can't use injuries as an excuse. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't use the word excuse, but when you have an injury to your starting quarterback who's been around as long as Spencer Sanders has, I mean, quarterback play is everything. And if it also, when you have kind of an unstable offensive line, uh, it's even more important to have a veteran quarterback. You know, we saw how they looked with Spencer Sanders versus without him. But I mean, is it, I guess my question here, Dean, is can you just chalk it up to injuries in some, in some bad areas or is there more going on than that? 
I think you can chalk it up to injuries and especially with, you know, let's go back to what, what everybody was saying about Spencer Sanders in the off season, in the, in the fall camp, you know, this was a guy, this was what the offense was going to run through. He was going to be that, that dynamic playmaker that he'd been in the past two seasons. I mean, to go back, yeah, this was a, a top 10 team halfway through the season. Spencer Sanders was also getting Heisman hype. I mean, right. depends on how much stock you put in it in, an, in the early season, but there was at least talk of that. And so to lose that is is detrimental. And, and I think, you know, if, if you're Mike Gundy and company, you can chalk it up to, to simply that. Just, hey, our guy got hurt and he could not do what he did because – what Spencer Sanders does for OSU, you know, a lot of talk has been made about uh, this team's run game and the inability to, to run the ball. Spencer Sanders was going to be a big part of that, and he, and he showed it. He was able to open up that run game by his passing threat and also his, his threat to tuck that ball and take off. So you lose not just the element of veteran quarterback. You lose several huge elements that play into your offense, into your offense, and, and, and it showed, and, and that's why I think you had such a – a sluggish end of this season. So I think, yes, to answer your question, I think, yeah, you can put a lot of this on, on injuries, but I think you can also put a lot of it on. I don't know what the right word would be, Patrick, but just, just kind of faltering at the wrong times, I guess. Okay. What was the season highlight for you? You know, I think that, that, that early season Spencer Sanders is something that was really great and exciting, and I think OSU fans loved that. Um, but if we go just off a, a singular highlight, I think that Texas game was the was just a gutsy win for OSU, homecoming. A lot went into that, and I, and I thought, especially after the TCU loss where they, they surrender a 17-point lead and end up losing that game in overtime, I thought that Texas win was going to be Hey, we're, we're, we're right back to where we were. We're right back on track. We're still in this thing. And that's that's really what I thought was going to kind of catapult them in the second half of the season. So I would say just that gutsy kind of grind them out win was was really the highlight for OSU this year. Yeah, no, those are those are both good points. Um, all right. Uh, see, what about season low light? Uh, I think you can say both of those trips to Kansas. Uh, getting shut out at K-State. Uh, an ugly, ugly loss to KU. I mean, a team that, granted, and, and we saw it last night, Patrick, I don't know if you watched the bowl game between Kansas and Arkansas, but, uh, you know, that, that, that's a gutsy Kansas team, and and they proved it against OSU. So I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to make the point of they should have went in there and, and beat the brakes off of Kansas, but that was just an ugly performance, especially coming right off the Kansas State ugly performance. So uh, I'd say the low light were uh, trips to the Sunflower State for the Pokes. So give me one player on offense and one player on defense. Who who are you looking forward to seeing next year? Like when they're a year healthier, they're going to go through spring ball again, and then they're going to go through August drills and then, you know, c- come back a little more seasoned and, and a little more veteran. Who Give me one offense, one defense. I would say, you know, when we look offensively, the two guys, I'll pick one of them just to, just to stay true to your question, Patrick. But I think OSU fans and – I think what you want to see is Ollie Gordon in that yeah. starting running back role. Now he had the great game against West Virginia and against Wisconsin. It, it wasn't the same, um, 
but I, I don't put too much stock on that just simply because they could not get the pass game going at all. So they, you know, Wisconsin could kind of key in on the run and, and they were able to shut him down a little bit. But I think if you get another guy in this program, give him eight months, I think that Ollie Gordon could be just with his size, his attributes, his in, all those intangibles. I think he could be the guy that really kickstarts this run game that was so, you know, let, let's not mince words here, Patrick. It was an abysmal run game this year. And I think Ollie Gordon could really help kickstart that back up again next year. Yeah, that's that's who I'd, I'd have said to my answer to the same question. Ollie Gordon, he showed flashes. Um, you know, maybe if they can get the line in shape a little better, then maybe if he can kind of get get over his, I guess he was banged up some this year too. So if he can get healthy, the offensive line can kind of get right. It, it, it it'll be really interesting to see what what this kid can do. Um, what about a defender? Let's let's see. So I just said Ollie Gordon too. Uh, let's see if we have the same defender. You know, it's it's really interesting because if you asked me this question before Wisconsin, I would have said Cam Smith at cornerback because he's he's played he started two games this year for for OSU and he also um you know and he's played meaningful minutes and and he's looked good he's had some some drawbacks of just being a younger player he's a redshirt freshman but now I'm gonna switch my answer Patrick after seeing it in in the uh against Wisconsin in the guaranteed rate bowl I think I'm interested more so to see Lyric Rawls at safety because he made some big plays. You know, he's he's not a huge guy. He's not huge for a defensive back, but he made some good hits. He made some good plays. I mean, when that moment, when they needed the momentum to shift on that third down late in the game, it was him who batted down the pass to force Wisconsin to punt. He hasn't gotten a ton of playing time like Cam Smith, but in this bowl game, I thought he looked great, and I'd be very interested to see what his role looks like next year. Fair enough. Um, those are good ones. Um, Who was yours going to be? Well, it's kind of my answer to a lot of things uh, on this. On this, Kendall Daniels. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Just you know, and and you, the two players you mentioned were. I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying on that, but. Um, I just I I think I just want to I kind want I want to see him continue to grow, continue to get better, um, and I just think he could do I think he could do great things, um, and I like him because he's a local kid. He went to Bags. I've mentioned him on this podcast before. I like seeing the local high school stars that we cover do well in college, um, so I'm always gonna have, gonna keep an eye on kind of kids like that, like Malcolm Rodriguez. You know, people from our area doing well at the college level. So I just kind of root for those kids in general. So I'm always going to keep an eye on Kendall Daniels. But not just that. I mean, he he showed flashes this year, right? I mean, I, I oh, let's, yeah. let's let's you know let him get another year in the program, get more experience. Um, I think he can continue to get better, and I, I hope to, hope to see that. I forget who tweeted it out. So if if whoever's listening, if this was you, I'm sorry for not giving you credit. But they made the comparison. They said Kendall Daniels is is built like Cam Chancellor. I don't know how much NFL you watch, Patrick, but sure. He was a great defender yeah. in Seattle. And and he was, yeah, that big body, just kind of defensive back. And so I think that's a great comparison for Kendall Daniels. Yeah, that's okay. Very I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I totally remember Cam Chancellor. Um okay, a lot of social media reaction on this one. Your take on Trace Ford. Uh leaving OSU and going to uh, Norman, there's been some some really nasty reaction that we won't get into. But um, anyway, your thoughts on that? 
you know, Trace Ford's a smart kid, and, and he knows by doing this, he's going to get that backlash from OSU fans. And, and some have been cordial and, and wished him well, and others, yeah, have been kind of nasty about it. At the end of the day, though, Patrick, you know, college football is slowly becoming a business. It's always been a business, but now you're really starting to see the business aspect of it take over. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and speculate. NIL stuff with with Trace Ford because you know I think that's that's a dangerous road to go down. But to go over to OU, we ha- we have to remember that these are these are kids, these are humans, these are people who are trying their best to make it to the NFL, and they want to put themselves in the best position to do that. And so I, I say if, if Trace Ford wants to go out and he wants to find the right opportunity, the right environment and and he says it's no longer OSU I don't think you should fault him for that and if he says it is OU then you know that's his decision I I think yeah it's a rivalry it's your in-state rival and I know he said stuff about OU in the past and people Mm -hmm. have been bringing that up but at the end of the day it's a business and I think Trace Ford realizes hey you know if I want to get to the NFL he's he Trace Ford is somebody every kid in college is trying to make to the NFL they're going to try to find the best environment for them to do that. And if he feels that's OU, then that's his right. If he felt it was OSU, he would have stayed. I think, um, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to speculate too much into his thinking, but at the end of the day, it's a business. These are humans. These are people trying to do what's best for them. And if this is what Trace feels is best for him, then, then I'd say, you know, do, do what you feel is best. I think criticizing a college kid for deciding to go to a rival school or any school is weak sauce on on you, frankly. I mean, like you said, these are kids. They're making their decisions. And I feel the same way a few weeks ago on signing day when you saw some reaction and people getting upset about this kid going here or there. I'm like, man, if you're going to criticize a kid for the college he picks, that's pretty weak. I mean, I, I get that. Trace Ford is, has said bad things about OU in the past, and he's going from OSU to OU. I get all that. You know, and he's from Oklahoma. He, you know, he's from he's an Edmund kid. He understands that too. But uh, just criticizing a kid for picking a school that's not your school, weak, weak. Um, let's talk yeah. about Garrett. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, this is, this is the new high school recruitment, and, and you're always going to have mm-hmm. people upset when – this is not the first time a kid's picked OU over OSU, and this is not going to be the last time. And there have been times where kids have picked OSU over OU, and it goes back and forth. This is just the way it goes. You win some, you lose some in in recruiting, and and now the transfer portal. Um, you know, I think t- to sit there, I I just don't think it, it's a good look to be doing that and and killing these kids on social media just because it didn't go your way because at the end of the day it's it's these guys' life not not the fans and and the universe this these these kids are not property to the university you know i get the argument is you know you made this commitment 4 years ago but times are changing and and people are trying to feel it out and figure it out and we'll see what it looks like in 5 years from now who knows what the transfer portal will be but yeah the rules allow them to do this. They're following yeah. the rules. They're not doing anything wrong. So if you don't like the rule, then maybe the rules can change. But yeah, they're they're not doing anything wrong. Um, all right, let's talk about Garrett Rangel for a second at quarterback. Um, has he shown you enough, Dean, to be okay with him maybe being your quarterback of the future? Or do you think OSU might need, speaking of the portal, 
or do you think OSU might need to kind of get in the portal and get a veteran quarterback? You know, I think the performance against his first two starts of the season, I would say, you know, he's in the mix. He could, at that point, we didn't know that Spencer Sanders was going to be leaving. And and it was just very much like, hey, Garrett Rangel can probably spend another season behind Spencer Sanders, learn more, and then be ready to go the following year. But now that that option's off the table, I think the performance against Wisconsin, to put it nicely, is is disheartening a little bit. Now, he had two great drives at the end to put him back in the game. And so it's kind of it's kind of a weird way to, to you know, you can't just write it off as a terrible performance because he did, he did save himself a little bit there at the end. And in the same breath, I think, just to be honest, I think OSU does need to look toward the portal. I think you want another brace for another – you want another year brace for him. Because I very much think Garrett Rangel could become the starting quarterback in a year or two. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, if we go back four years, you know, Spencer Sanders did not get off to the best start in his career at OSU. There were a lot of issues. And, you know, even Mike Gundy brought this up on signing day uh, when he was asked about Garrett Rangel. He said, uh, you know, something along the lines of, well, Spencer kind of got killed. And now, look, everybody's sad to see him go. You know, so I think patience is very much a virtue at quarterback. The fight becomes how patient can you be before a kid says, well, I'm going to transfer or, you know, the fan. He, he, you don't want to kill that confidence. In, and especially with somebody like Garrett Rangel, who has the talent. I think if they don't pick up anybody in the portal, then you probably have the most fascinating quarterback battle between same floors, Garrett Rangel, and Gunnar Gundy in the offseason. Now, I don't know if OSU wants to hand, deal with that. I think they probably want to give everybody a little bit more time. And so I do think you look towards the towards the portal, get that maybe final year of eligibility guy who's trying to prove himself, get him, let him play his year at OSU, and then look at these three guys you have and say, who's the best fit to lead long-term? Is Zane Floors a? I said that right. It's Floors, right? That's what I've been told. Now, Me granted, too. if we ever meet this kid, maybe he'll say it's Flores, and we've been saying it wrong. But I was told it's Floors. That's okay. That's what I was told too. Okay, is he a mid-year guy? Yeah, so he'll be he'll be uh, okay. January. He'll be early enrollee. Yeah, January. He should be on campus. Okay, so we'll so they'll get. They'll get an early look at him, and he'll go through spring drills. So, yeah, who, who knows? We'll, we'll see. I mean, okay, staying with the offense, is it – Dean, is it as simple as you fix the offensive line and your problems are mostly cured for OSU? I mean, does it all – is it that simple? Does it all stem there? I mean, well, if you fix their offensive line, which they've struggled with for a while now, um, if they can get that addressed um, – I don't want to say they magically get better, but I mean, is that does it all start there? Oh, it, yeah, I think it all starts there. You really want to to, you know, this has been the the lackluster part of the offense for yeah, like you've said, it, this is not a one year issue on the offensive line, and and I think that's something that they really want to take care of. And I'll give them props. I think the the kid they got from Texas State, that offensive tackle. Big kid. He's got some awards at the mid-major level. Um, you know, I think he he's really going to be one of those 
those guys that they bring in that that really helps kind of shore up. Um, it, it's a process, of course, getting that offensive line taken care of. And yeah, with this not being a just a one year problem, I, I don't know if they've figured out the answer to it yet. But I think if they can clean that up and and really get things fixed up, I think then you really will start to see some more some of those offensive issues get taken care of. Yeah. Uh, Dean, in the post-game press conference the other night, uh, Mike Gunny did not take too well to a question about uh, potential staff changes, kind of lashed out to a reporter. That also has gotten a lot of social media reaction, as you might imagine. Uh, what is your take on what happened? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's a good look for Mike. Um, and I'm sure Mike knows that. Um, to be fair, you get caught in the heat of the moment. You're, you're, you're upset after a game. Yeah. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. I think no matter which way you cut it. Um, with that said, you know, I, I, I think you can just chalk it up to emotions and I'm sure there's conversations being had behind the scene and, and I'm sure things are getting patched up, but it's not a good look, and I don't think it's a great way to end the season. But it was a fair question, though, right? A lot of people, some of the reaction on Twitter has been wrong place, wrong time, and I completely disagree with that. I think the timing was fine. I think the phrasing of the question was fine. I don't have any issues with the question. Uh, are you okay? Do you agree or disagree with what I, what I just said? I, I think it's very much a fair question, and, okay. and I would uh, fight anybody on that. Maybe, it, it, you know, I, I might have held off on asking that question until maybe the cameras are away and, and you maybe catch Mike walking away and it's just you and him talking, but it's a fair question. I 100% agree with you on that, Patrick. It's funny, Bill. I was talking to Bill Haston today, um, which <laughs> – He's going to have a column in Sunday's paper uh, kind of on the state of the program on OSU. So um, everybody be sure and check that out in Sunday's paper from Bill Haston. But he said the same thing, Dean. He said, I, you know, I, he didn't have an issue with the question, but he said, I, I would have maybe tried to get him off to the side and, you know, ask him myself. So I don't give give everybody the, the answer, you know. So it's just it's funny that he said that. And I mean, I talked to him a couple hours ago and he said that and you just said the same thing. So. Um, I just think I just think when you kind of remove the cameras from the situation, put everybody's phones away, and and you just have your recorder out, I, I think you tend to just get better answers anyway, no matter what yeah. you're asking. And that's always been my philosophy uh, in the true official press conferences. You know, I, I think especially if you're going to ask the hard questions, I think Gundy respects it a little more, and and I think you get a better answer sometimes, but, you know, I'm not going to fault Marshall at all for asking that, you know, it's a fair question 100% and and I'll give him props for asking it. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent more than fair. Um, All right, Dean, let's leave it there for this week. Uh, Let's also announce we've, I say announce, we've mentioned it on other podcasts, but you are going to be taking over the OSU beat uh, full time. Uh, very familiar territory for you. You you kind of assisted Kelly Hines this past season, uh, but now it's kind of the the ship is yours. So um, everybody can look forward to coverage from you and uh, you. So what's what do you what do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks? It's kind of we're in that kind of weird 
post football, you know, holidays almost wrapped up kind of time period. What what do you got coming up on OSU? Geez, we've got a lot actually in the works for the next couple of weeks, Patrick. Um, you know, obviously football's the the main thing still a little bit right now. So we're gonna have some football wrap-up coverage. Um, you mentioned some of it right there with what Bill's writing. Uh, I'll have a couple things to go along with that. And then uh basketball is hitting conference play, and and I think you have two basketball teams over at OSU who are kind of on different trajectories, but both very interesting uh, storyline-wise. And so we'll make sure I got coverage for everybody there. And and there might be some wrestling coverage coming, Patrick. Hey, guess where, bring it. Guess where those wrestling national championships are come March? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're here. Also, Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll be sure to get some wrestling coverage up for everybody over the next couple weeks. And, um, yeah, just tune along. Enjoy the ride. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Well said. We'll leave it there, Dean. Thanks. Uh, you can check us out for free on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Uh, Dean and I will be coming at you once a week on OSU. We also have podcasts on TU and the Sooners who start their bowl game in a couple hours. So uh, you can check check us all out. Dean, appreciate the knowledge, and uh, we'll talk soon.